Parashat Vashalach. This is sort of the one of the culminations, the highlights of the Exodus story, of course. Many different lessons to be taken out of this Torah portion. Lessons that help us encourage our faith and our faithfulness. We're just talking once again a little bit about faith and faithfulness this morning. And the splitting of the sea teaches an important lesson in having faith in the midst of fear and uncertainty, of course. Shemot, or Exodus chapter 14, tells the story of the Exodus, or tells the story of the splitting of the sea and how Pharaoh was chasing down the Israelites. He did not really feel like letting them go after all. And so the Israelites find themselves trapped. They're in a bit of a position here where there's the sea on one side and there is Pharaoh and his army on the other side. And there is a whole lot of fear and uncertainty that is within the Israelite camp. I could understand that. I can get and understand why. And so the people, as they are going to become accustomed to be doing, begin to complain a little bit. Shemot, Exodus chapter 14, verse 10. The whole assembly talked violently about violently stoning them. They were pretty mad that they got drug out there. They're blaming Moses and Aaron. Then the glory of Adonai appeared at the tent of meeting to all B'nai Israel, the children of Israel, and Adonai said to Moses, How long will these people treat me contemptibly? How long will they neglect to trust in me or have faith in me? In spite of all the miraculous signs that performed among them, I will strike them with a plague. I will destroy them. But you I will make into a nation greater and stronger than they. And Moses says to Adonai, the Egyptians will hear about it because you brought up this people by your power from among them. And they will tell the residents of this land about it. Already they have heard that you, Adonai, are in the midst of this people, that you, Adonai, have been seen eye to eye, that your cloud remains over them, and that in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night, you go before them. If you kill these people all at once, the nations who have heard this report about you will say, because Adonai was an unable to bring his people to the land he had promised them, he slaughtered them in the wilderness. Sounds like there's a bit of a struggle going on here. The people don't seem to have a whole lot of faith, and without the experience that they've had, sometimes their faith wavers. Exodus 14 and 15, they get, finally get some instruction from the Lord. Then Moses said, Adonai said to Moses, why are you crying to me? Tell B'nai Yisrael to go forward. This is before he splits the sea. Rav Mike Lorberg had some great commentary on this in that before the Lord was going to provide the miracle and split the waters, the people had to act out in faithfulness. They would have faith tentatively that the Lord was going to deliver them, but an act of faithfulness is what is required for the people to go forward in order to have the miracle of the sea splitting. 
This introduces faithfulness, where the people would need to start moving, then the miracle would happen. But the Israelites had to make the first move. And so faithfulness isn't always easy, of course, because sometimes we are weak, we feel persecuted, the future may look uncertain, and sometimes we don't always feel like moving forward, but moving forward in faithfulness is our job. Now, thankfully, life isn't full of dramatic events like this. Sure, there are more than we would like, but really, life is pretty boring for many of us. I think most of us go through long stretches of life where day after day, we get up and we go to work and we come home and we mow the lawn or shovel snow or change the oil. And so sometimes we experience long stretches of um, calmness and sometimes it's easy to let life get into autopilot and you begin to just kind of take life for granted a little bit at times. And so there is encouragement for those times as well in this week's Torah portion over in chapter 16 where manna comes down from heaven. Of course, the manna was free. They still had to gather it, though. In verse 4, it says, Adonai said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you. The people will go out and gather a day's portion every day so that I can test them and find out whether they will walk according to my Torah or not. On the sixth day, of course, when they prepare what they bring in, it'll be twice as much as they gather day by day. This symbolizes... Many things, of course, many different lessons, but this is the daily, um, the daily grind, if you will, that many of us experience. But Adonai doesn't give the people a week's worth of manna or a month's worth of manna. He forces them to encounter him on a daily basis. The people have faith that he's going to provide the manna, but still it takes an act of faithfulness, getting outside their house, finding it, and collecting it. It's that faithfulness that is that partnership between the Lord and the people that give them encouragement and sustenance on a daily basis. Daily recognition of Adonai's provision is necessary for a healthy spiritual metabolism. Now, this is not always easy, especially in the boring stretches of life. Everyone, myself included, can just kind of go about the day, meandering about, day by day by day, not really giving Adonai the recognition owed for sustaining our very lives. But manna has lots of, manna, the benefit of that was the daily reminder and it was training for the people. One can akin the uh, mitzvot and the daily prayer times, the laws of kashrut, many other instances in Torah that help um, sort of populate our daily life with ways that we can tap back into our creator and, and be reminded of him. But even at that, anything that we do on a regular basis, we tend to slip into a bit of complacency and taking things for granted and just still that autopilot of life in the boring stretches that we all experience. Yeshua has valuable advice to give to us to help us combat this Auto sense of autopilot sort of mode we can get into. 
Manna has many, just lots of imagery in the Bible. Yeshua is the bread of life. He was dividing loaves of bread. He took the bread and wine at the Passover Seder. There's plenty of places to go with, uh, to tap into this um, spiritual imagery of manna. But I wanted some real direct advice from him. And so as I was going through many of these passages last night, I came across Matthew chapter 6. I wanted to review the prayer that he gave to his disciples. And so I generally, many of us like to get a little bit of context. So I'd like to turn to Matthew chapter 6. And we're going to begin in verse 1, actually, before we get to his prayer. Matthew 6 and verse 1. In the TLV, it is... Um, entitled Righteous Living, which is great advice, actually. That got me thinking additionally about faith and faithfulness. Because the first verse of Matthew 6 says, Beware of practicing your righteousness before others to be seen by them, otherwise you have no reward for your Father in heaven. And so, by implication... We are supposed to be practicing righteousness, which essentially is faithfulness, just trying to do what's right is what it is. Knowing what's right is faith. Doing what's right is faithfulness. Just as the children of Israel knew that the sea would part, that's faith. They had to have the faithfulness to walk towards it or knowing that there's manna outside is faith, but that doesn't fill the belly. You have to have faithfulness to the Lord and go outside and acquire it. Practicing righteousness is something that we should all be, uh, it should be that faithfulness that we do on a daily, on a daily basis. Anyways, verse 9, he gives us instruction. Our Father in heaven, sanctified be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and give us this day our daily bread. There is that that image of every day we're receiving it. We can't get a whole, we're used to going to the store and grabbing, well, maybe these days, three or four days worth of groceries at once. It used to be a week or two. But that daily provision and that daily bread is physical, of course, such as food and shelter, but it's that spiritual as well, that daily nourishment of his word, of the bread of life. And we need reminders of this. We need the encouragement because sometimes life has us struggling. There are those that are sitting in here today or listening online that may look like uh, they're perfectly healthy and happy on the outside, that they're living a boring life, things are probably going okay, but on the inside, they're very much struggling. Sometimes it's hard just to hold it all together. Sometimes our heart aches so much you just don't feel like getting up and going outside and collecting the manna. can do that to you. Life has a way of people are, human beings are tough. They can look just fine on the outside, and on the inside, there's a big struggle going on. We need to be encouraged through prayer. We need to intercede for each other in prayer, for strength and for deliverance, and that the spirit would be working in the lives of those that we are sitting next to. Yeshua continues, forgive us our debts as we also have been forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Amen. Such a perfect prayer. It has um, the sanctification of our father, it has 
the hope of the kingdom, and it has a, um, you know, that need for daily, Lord, give us bread, daily give us that bread. And we need that. Let us be those people who recognize his daily provision. It may be great or small, but he provides enough. Let us be faithful in seeking him, following his ways, doing his will, and let us especially be in prayer, especially for each other, that each other may be lifted up, encouraged, healed, delivered from whatever may be um, in their way, so that the peace of Yeshua may abide in us, may abide in each other, may abide in us all. Shabbat Shalom.